Welcome to Smart in the City, the Bible podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Hamlin Shimizu, and I hope that you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to drive the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. Before we get into the episode, let me tell you about an exciting event happening in Tampere, Finland on the 6th and 7th of June, 2023, the Tampere Smart City Expo and Conference. The event offers forward-looking, cutting-edge thinking, technology, services, and solutions. We'll link to it in the show notes, and I definitely think this is one to check out. Now on to the regular programming. So welcome to a new episode in collaboration with Autonomy Mobility World Expo. I am sitting in the city of Paris, live at the expo as a media partner and enjoying meeting lots and lots of people, partners, urban stakeholders. And one of them today is sitting here. Um, we might be in Paris, but we're traveling again into Spain. Um, uh, one of my favorite countries to, to dive into the mobility scene of, um, and specifically to the city of Madrid. So um, I'm sitting here with Sergio Fernandez Balaguer, who is the head of international department at the municipal transport company EMT of Madrid. So welcome, Sergio. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, wonderful to have you here and welcome onto the show. So um, are you enjoying this year's uh, edition of the autonomy? Oh, yes. Yes. So far, very good. Good. Um, and uh, so I always like to get a little bit warmed up into the mood and swing of things here. So um, I was wondering, um, and it's okay if you take a minute to think, um, but what is one odd or weird thing that you've seen on the streets of Madrid recently? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the answer is quite simple and straightforward because Perhaps it, that didn't happen that recently, but uh, some months ago, I was walking in the street and I saw kind of a carriage uh, of cycling people, and, and it was a beer carriage. So they were drinking beer and at the same time cycling yeah. all together. <laughs> but in a, in a, I mean, it was something really weird, and I think it's it's not operating anymore. I think. Perhaps it had some sort of safety issues or it was not legalized or something because it was really odd. Yeah. I've seen this in many cities, actually. Yeah, um, yeah the, the bicycling with the, the bar while drinking beer. Yeah, I, I actually, um, in in one of my hometowns, Fort Collins, Colorado in the US, we have that that goes around yeah. the town. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's quite a scene. So. Yeah. Um, good answer. Um, so I really want to to know more about you. So um, tell us a bit about yourself, your background story. How did you come to work at EMT Madrid? Okay. Well, uh, I'm, I would say that I'm walking in mobility, in urban mobility topics, kind of a, as an accident. Uh, because actually my background is forestry. Uh, oh, wow. So it has nothing to see with mobility or urban mobility or transportation. Uh, but um, after working seven years for the private sector as environmental um, consultant, um, one ex-client asked me to join him uh, in a new foundation promoted by Madrid City Council called uh, Fundación Movilidad, so Mobility Foundation, to start working on sustainable mobility. Back in a time when 
basically mobility was just traffic management. So to start thinking about cycling, walking, uh, electrification, this type of you know governance, for instance, which is also very important. Uh, back in a time when this was not the day on a daily basis, something applied by by cities. It was a very interesting job. And then, um, yeah, at a certain point, uh, I just moved to to EMT Madrid, the public transport operator, uh, where I've been working since uh, 2011. Wow, and that's quite the journey from forest to to mobility. Yeah. Um, I I love hearing about people's different backgrounds and how they how they transition between those two things. Um, did you did you take anything from your experiences in forestry with you into the mobility sector? <laughs> I mean, I think the most challenging uh, thing was to um, how to say um, fulfill my expectations. Professionally speaking, mm -hmm. shifting from forestry to sustainable mobility, and basically, it's about sustainability. It's all about sustainability. That is what I, I repeated to myself: like, okay, this is not bad. I will keep walking in sustainability, but from another perspective, which is mobility, and it's fundamental for cities and for the yeah well-being of all of us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it was not that radical, I would say. Yeah, uh, because it's all it, it touches it touches a lot of topics which are also of high interest uh, so yeah I'm, I'm really glad that i took that step um and i love urban mobility I, I love walking in the mobility sector um and i like everything and you can something which is also very interesting for me is that uh, the work you do is directly applied and you see the results because you live in the city you work for yeah so that's very very Nice. So many urban practitioners that I talk to talk about that being so rewarding to yeah. see the fruits of your labor actually happening in the streets around you. So um, I see that really, that's fantastic. So um, about Madrid, what are the main challenges um, that, that you think uh, Madrid is facing when it comes to public transport? I mean, Madrid is very well known for a good public transport network. Um, it's one of the cities with the... Uh, biggest uh, subway networks for instance i think it's the eighth in the world at the moment uh the same happens with the public uh, buses the urban buses uh, emt is well known for the good service and the very high satisfaction uh, rates from from customers it has a very well integrated system um managed uh, by the public transport authority the consorcio regional de transportes de madrid with some very unique um approach which is using interchange stations where all these public transport uh, services are interconnected so at the very entrance of main access roads getting into the city you have uh, a big station where subway trains interurban buses urban buses get connected and plus other additional mobility services and that allows the city to cover a very big demand of around 1600 million passengers per year which is a lot yeah. um, so public transport is really working well if you go to the inner part of the city, so the central area of the city, the, the model shift is really good in, in favor of public transport and walking. If you go to the outskirts, the percentage decreases. It's something logical because many times public transport is not so competitive with uh, other mobility solutions because you know the, the urban 
sprawl, um, the density of population, etc. But I would think, or I think that the most challenging aspect today for the public transport service in Madrid and in Madrid region, if we go beyond the city borders, is how to solve uh, the transversal connectivity of public transport. Meaning that if you live in an outskirts or in a neighborhood, neighbor, neighbor metropolitan area and you want to go to another one, today, most of the times you need to get first to the city center or quite into the city center to get out again. And that is something that is still not fully solved. And it um, conditions a lot uh, the use of private car if you have this mobility pattern. So that is what uh, both at the regional level and at the city level uh, technicians are, are working in and trying to find solutions for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense if people have to go inside. Everyone says, oh, that's backtracking then. I'm just going to go directly with my car then, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, for instance, I, I would say that the ideal situation, and I don't mean that is easy, um, would be to plan somehow the same way as uh, ring roads are planned for cars, trying to plan ring roads for uh, public transport. Yeah. Um, so there are some initiatives on the way, but it's something that uh, yeah we need to work for. There is an additional difficulty on top of this is the pandemic, uh, because many public transport operators across the globe are still struggling with the the level of usage of public transport. Um, in Madrid, we have not recovered yet the previous figures before the pandemic. We are still depending on the day uh, between, uh, yeah, I would say around 90% or even more, but still we haven't reached 100%. Whereas private car use has not only reached the previous levels, but even beyond. So uh, that's a big challenge yeah. because our mobility behavior our mobility patterns have changed uh, and it takes a lot of time to go back. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a challenge that we hear across many cities in Europe. Um, do you find, so you're here also with, uh, you know, Polis um, and doing a lot of facilitation, I guess, and talks between different cities across Europe. And I'm wondering um, how you, especially in the international department, how you work with other um, with other EU countries, with other cities, how does that collaboration work? Well, it's working very well. Um, first of all, perhaps it would be good to point out why a public transport operator, a local public transport operator, is interested in international activity. <laughs> and um, the main topic has a kind of a twofold approach. The first one is because you learn a lot, so it's very good to know what others are doing anywhere. You learn and you can extract and get things to bring back home and, and to, to implement and deploy in your own uh, local context. The other one is because it's very good to show what you're doing because it, it always comes back somehow. So it's, it's because of reputation. Uh, it's because the visibility you bring to your city. Um, so it allows a lot of, it opens up a lot of wide, variety of uh, father either collaborations corporations exchanges etc um and it's good for the city um, so um 
We have kind of different approaches. The first one, as you mentioned, would be to get involved in international networks such as Polis, but also Eurocities or UITP, the International Association of Public Transport, and many others. Um, there you, you really can have uh, a very good exchange of uh, initiatives, opinions, debates. Uh, you, have, you learn a lot from other um, uh, companies and cities and operators. Uh, so you establish some sort of peer-to-peer -peer collaboration. Um, the other way would be to get involved in research and innovation projects. On in our from our point of view, I mean, all these European-funded initiatives really help a lot because in in perhaps three four years times you you create a very good uh, team with other peers uh, to work in a very specific topic. And EMT has uh, quite a, a big tradition in becoming involved in this type of projects uh, since many years ago. Um, and then the third one would be perhaps the consultancy activities. EMT Madrid, um, it's really willing to share uh, the knowledge. We have a specific department for consultancy purposes. So we provide technical assistance as well to other public transport operators across the globe. We have had uh, projects in, uh, in uh, Southeast Asia, Middle East, in Latin America especially because of yeah, uh, mm -hmm. your brothers. Um, and that's also another way, a very good way of you know, bringing uh, your knowledge to help others uh, and also to add value to the, the work you already do. Is that part of like the business model then behind it? Or I, I want to get into finances I mean, I, a little I, bit. I, I wouldn't say business model mm -hmm. because we are a public company yeah. and uh, our aim is not to make a profit out of it. Yeah. But it also but it helps somehow uh, to balance the way we finance the service we provide to citizens. Yeah. So uh, the percentage that represents is minimal, uh, but it helps. And uh, it also helps to project um, the vision of the city and the vision of EMT Madrid. So it's a very good way also of uh, promoting what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I, I've actually haven't heard of that model before. So it's really, really interesting. Um, and I, I'm wondering, um, so I heard Spain recently took the lead when it comes to free mobility, um, such as with long distance buses and trains, uh, city bikes, free of charge as well, um, at least until the 31st of July or something along those lines. So you're trialing some of these models out. Um, what? Uh, how can other cities replicate this? Like, can you talk a little bit about what it, that entails? Yeah, well, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, EMT and the city of Madrid already started thinking about free transport days um, quite a few years ago. Um, for instance, during the pandemic, the city of Madrid launched uh, two specific bus lanes, bus lines, sorry, uh, called zero zero, meaning that it, they were zero emissions but also zero cost for the user, um, to allow people get into the city center um, and trying to promote uh, public transport instead of private car use. These bus lines have had a great success and they are still up and running. Um, so we've been working on this kind of free uh, transport as an incentive, kind of, yeah, just a, a promotional measure. But uh, in addition to that, uh, EMT also 
sets or, or defines some free days uh, depending on the occasion. So, for instance, after summer holidays, when schools are again back in activity, into activity, we have free days uh, to help people, you know, going back to normality. Uh, without using the private car or when uh, the Black Friday arrives then we have also some free days or in Christmas so the city defines of course in cooperation with the public transport authorities some specific days for public transport and when getting into the um, uh, public bike sharing scheme the public bike sharing system you mentioned uh, that is due uh, because we are uh, changing completely Bicimad, which is the public bike sharing system in Madrid. Uh, so it's being completely renewed from the bike to the dock to the back office system, everything. It's a complete new set. Um, so to help in this transition and to somehow compensate the user for the difficulties uh, or the drawbacks during this transition period, the city has decided to mm. make it free until the 31st of July uh yeah as a mean of well compensating yeah yeah really interesting i, I think it's I, I know in germany you know recently they they played around with different models very cheap ticket for public transport uh, obviously there's many challenges to doing this um so it's it's really interesting to hear about all these use cases from transport companies um uh, trialing this so um i want to get a little bit into i i know you um with the international focus that you have you work quite closely or um around the commission's goals I would say, um, and uh, the the EC recently proposed to ban the sale of carbon emitting cars from uh, twenty thirty five. Um, I was just wondering what your opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> is it feasible? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bit ambitious. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, just a few days ago, we knew from the media that there's been some sort of uh, exemption for e fuels that has been pushed by uh, the German car industry and Italian car industry. I think, I mean, I'm fully convinced about our own, our own responsibilities in achieving sustainability goals. So I fully agree with what is said in the European Green Deal and the sustainable development goals. Uh, but sometimes I think that perhaps we are too uh, ambitious because I think this approach must be something um, that has been or should be adopted by everyone in the planet. I mean, there is no point in getting uh, a little part of the population of the planet very sustainable if the rest is not sustainable at all. Perhaps for our own self-relief, uh, <laughs> it's something good. Nevertheless, uh, I think we need to set ambitious goals, otherwise we will never get to that point. And uh, I'm kind of optimistic, despite the difficulties uh, in the path. Uh, EMT uh, is really pushing a lot. It's, we are very committed. So EMT Madrid has a very ambitious target of reaching one third of our fleet fully electrified by 2027 um, and to reach decarbonization by 2030. Um, we have... Uh, we have been making a great effort in fleet renewal, uh, but also in, in other initiatives. Um, so uh, compensating emissions, uh, exploring alternative fuels, for instance, uh, EMT banned, well, not banned, actually. 
we phased out. So we get rid of all the diesel bus units last December. So we are currently the biggest city in Europe and one of the first in having 100% clean fleet according to the European Clean Vehicles Directive. That's a good goal. And now we are exploring also the possibilities of hydrogen. So we are building a green hydrogen uh, fueling station in one of our bus depots, which uh, should be finished by the end of this year. Um, we are working also on um, uh, photovoltaic panels to reduce the demand of energy in our buildings. We are working as well in the use of renewable biogas. So biogas coming from waste management plant in Madrid is being used as a fuel in, in our buses, in some of our buses, uh, which is a completely renewable source of energy. So I think we all need to put an effort uh, in our own, let's say, area of responsibility yeah, to achieve absolutely. the goal. Do you think it's enough? I, I like to play a devil's advocate a little bit. Um, do you think it's enough? Do you think that there's more that we, we could be doing? Um, it's a tricky question. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, many times doing more means more financing, for instance, which yeah. is uh, many times a critical point. Um, and uh, then we need to fight again uh, against our own, our own behavior. So I think uh, you have kind of a twofold approach. First, you need to change your own mindset to be fully committed and, and being confident about what you're doing. But then you need resources to do that. And this is when perhaps it comes the biggest difficulty, how to balance both and how to get yeah, the right proportion of both to, yeah, to keep uh, pushing. Absolutely. I see your point. Um, now we just get to the point where I want to ask you, um, if you, if we miss the topic that you're quite passionate about, because I like to give, um, every person the open floor, this is your podcast. This is your time. You can take it if you like, you don't have to, but <laughs> is there anything else that you're quite passionate about or that you really want listeners to know? Oof. Um, I don't know. Um, perhaps as we are all citizens somewhere, uh, it would be good to think about what can we, each one of us, do on our daily life, on our daily basis, to contribute for a more sustainable uh, planet mm -hmm. and a more sustainable life. Uh, uh, and I, I, I'm the first, let's say, guilty, uh, because many times uh, I, I don't realize that my my daily choices may influence uh, what's what's going on out there. So yeah, I think it's 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 fundamental to think about ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what can we do? Reflect and, a little yeah, bit. On your and be, own. Be yeah, be more more. Um, yeah, have more awareness about what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, good, so wonderful. So you got through the hardest part. Now we just get to play a little bit of a game. Are you okay. ready? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so we we have different segments that we do on the show so we like to you know keep it lively and entertaining so um this is one of my favorite segments um and it's called roll with the punches roll with the punches answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts Um, okay. so don't worry. It's not, it, you just go with whatever you feel is the best choice in the moment. And then you can go back and explain at the end. Okay? okay. So are you ready? Yeah, I think so. 
Morning person or night owl? Morning person in? Morning person or night owl? Uh, oof, morning person. Scooters or bikes? Bikes. Summer or winter in Madrid? Winter. Electric mobility or active mobility? Active. Planning or implementing? Implementing. Sidewalk or bike lane? Oof. Uh, <laughs> bike lane. Okay. Do you want to uh, explain any of your answers? <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I'm turning 50 in two weeks' time. So uh, regarding morning person or night owl, uh, before I was a night owl, now I'm a morning person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a passionate about cycling. So that's why whenever there is a cycle in between, I, I always, I mean, go to with choose, cycling. I go yeah. with cycling because I love it. You you don't like the pedestrians. You just want to do the bike lane. I mean, I'm just I, kidding. Love, <laughs> I love walking. Yeah. I love walking. But um, yeah, I think cycling has such big potential um, that I, I, I really love cycling. And whenever you cycle, you see things from another perspective. Yeah. Uh, you You may know a city really by heart everything then you take a bike and you see it from a completely different perspective yeah i love yeah. it yeah i agree and um, then what else um winter in madrid oh is, i mean have it, you ever been to madrid in summer <laughs> it's hot yeah <laughs> it's terribly hot yeah <laughs> so i will go for winter and yeah. winter in madrid is especially nice because we i mean it's we have a dry weather so the the sky generally is crystal clear blue it's beautiful and even if it's cold the sunny is always kind of warm, <laughs> so you can always find a good spot yeah. for enjoying. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, all clear. Oh, what did you say for planning or implementing? Ah, because uh, it's linked yeah. to, to what we were mentioning before. I really love working for a public company which works with the local environment and the local yeah. context. And it's it's always very nice to see that the projects get implemented and you see the results. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good choices. Good answers. Thanks for playing along. Um, now I have one last question for you. And it's the question we ask every single guest. Um, it's really interesting to see the different perspectives from the different sectors and mm -hmm. angles and all of that. So um, to you, what is a smart city? Okay. Um, I would say that a smart city is a city that uses technology um, to um, improve the quality of life of the citizens and to improve the way it's managed. Uh, and um, yeah, basically that would be always ensuring accessibility and, uh, and sustainable development. Yeah, very, very well put. I think that's a pretty text textbook answer. Um, do you think Madrid is a smart city? I think it's doing a big effort to become yeah. a very smart city. There's it, there's not a black and white there, no, right? No, no. It's, like, it's, it's, yeah. You have a whole range of gray colors in between. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's it depends very much. And yeah. uh, something, I mean, uh, perhaps a city is, is, is working on a very specific topic uh, and other city might not have that necessity and has another approach. Uh, because cities are very diverse. Yeah. And the uh, local context matters a lot. Yeah, local context matters. Yes. Uh, with that I will I will leave 
I will leave you to it uh, to keep on enjoying this this event and keep mingling and exploring and learning. Um, so that for that, I just have to thank you so much for your time and for your honest answers. And uh, it was a great conversation. I really had uh, enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Thanks to you. And to all of our listeners, uh, don't forget you can always create a free account on babel-smartcities.eu to find out more about smart city projects, solutions, implementations, all these cool things happening. Um, and with that, thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life. <laughs>